0: Hello and welcome to the Multi-Channel Success Podcast from Prospero and the Multi-Channel Expert. I'd now like to introduce Ben Muir. Ben is the founder and head of marketing at an agency called Unsociable and also the sister agency Grow Digital, both of which are Glasgow-based and I'll let him tell you what they do and about their success they've had so far. We've asked him on very much as a social media expert, which is one of his core areas of expertise, and because social media in terms of customer acquisition has become very important. So here's Ben to introduce himself.
1: Today I'm really excited to have a chat with you. Um, What we do at Unsociable is we're very much focused on um, what's sitting at the forefront of social commerce. And right now for us, the key area of that is TikTok. Um, There's a phenomenal opportunity for brands to grow, uh, particularly with TikTok Shop, which I'm sure we'll get onto during the course of the conversation. Um, but yeah, on social this year so far we've had fifty four million views and counting for clients. That's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, one of the ways I actually built up the business was through using TikTok as a B two B lead gen channel by creating content for our agency, and that's had over eight million views and it has uh, nineteen thousand five hundred followers right now, as well. Wow. So, so um, yeah, that's that's very much a focus, and delighted like to, to be here today.
0: Well, thank you for coming. In terms of um, the first question I want to ask is, in terms of the sort of approach to social and social commerce, um, is that fundament- fundamentally different from the sort of more traditional digital marketing stack that, that people may be using?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, you're ads years ago may have been very polished and refined almost cinematic almost like tv ads and i know there's still a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. particularly in the us Um, i've even seen and i'm sure you've all seen brands using tv campaigns and adapting them for social i believe firmly that that's dying Um, the trends that we see now is that users want to consume content that looks native to the platform that very much fits in and that's coming from what we call UGC which is user generated content so
0: slightly fuzzy fast moving not slick
1: it doesn't need to necessarily not be like slick and polished there's there's a change happening just now even in that front where yeah you're right like about a year ago (laughs) about a year ago UGC was very like, fuzzy and unedited, but the like, content creators with the tools available to them now, the editing tools that they have, that are super easy to use, can actually make really slick, polished content, but it still looks like it came from a creator and not from a studio or an agency. Okay. That's the content people don't want to see.
0: Okay, and how, is it big brands that are getting into this now, or, or what's the sort of typical customer that you have, client that you have?
1: Yeah, so there are some, some big names in there for sure, um, and there's a lot of big brands that are seeing, uh, seeing the light almost and mm-hmm. realising that this is the direction they should be he- heading in. Um,
0: because we, we, we were talking earlier and we were talking about how um, you should always be looking at new potential new channels um, and maybe dipping your toe in and trying these things without necessarily betting the farm on them, um, because we think people have been generally a little bit slow to adopt. Newer channels, because you're trying to wait until they've proven their efficacy before you dip your toe in, Um, which of course then is probably a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The the great thing about like a channel like TikTok or any kind of UGC content marketing that you do, it's really cost-effective. Like you can get stuff made very, very cheap. That's you know I've seen videos made for eighty pounds that have had millions of views and like exponential numbers of sales back on that it's it's such a cost-effective thing to do it right it's just the expertise that I think
0: people are lacking yeah 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 absolutely and that's why specialists like you are doing doing work so well at the moment so in terms of the role of social and UGC and specifically in TikTok um, within customer acquisition um, you know, what What has that role been in terms of your experience and from your point of view?
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, I haven't been in a marketing career for a particularly long time, but even in the short space of time, the three years that I've actually been um, like in the field if you like, yeah. um, I've seen a huge transition of social being more of an awareness piece, like your Instagram almost being like this kind of landing page for yeah. your brand, this like show piece to then TikTok becoming a fully commercially viable channel that you can see the results on, that you can attribute directly to TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's only going to continue to evolve with the emergence of TikTok Shop.
0: Yeah, and are all your clients using TikTok Shop? Almost all,
1: we still have some clients that we are focused on awareness for, Mm -hmm. um, improving sentiment, but the majority of them are, are using TikTok Shop.
0: Yeah. Presumably because it's easier than integrating back into their normal stack.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of benefits to using TikTok shop. Obviously, you lose customer data because it's a marketplace channel in the same way like Amazon would be, they they take the customer data. So there's that to consider. But uh, in return, yeah, so particularly if you work with an agency like us, what you'll see is TikTok are very keen for merchants to be successful. TikTok wants to be Amazon. They see social commerce as the future. And a lot of us within the space do as well. So they are offering merchants incredible incentives to be a part of it. And if you know what you're doing, then you can, get, you can get the kind of traffic to your videos that you would normally have to pay, say Facebook or Instagram, a lot of money to get. You can get that for free.
0: So what are the sort of top tips for, for being able to do that?
1: Well I'm gonna say something a little bit controversial. If you're if you're <laughs> if you're sitting there right now and you're thinking about running TikTok ads as a brand, you're like I wanna just jump right in and do TikTok ads, don't. Okay. Stop and learn the platform a little bit. Test it out with some organic content, because the organic content that goes even slightly viral or slightly successful in any way, like the engagement's really good on it, is gonna tell you all you need to know about how your customers on that channel are engaging with your brand or product
0: or whether your customers are actually on the channel at all yeah i so mean, a more I, traditional I, brand
1: 100% i mean i'm i'm pretty firm in the belief that there's a space for just about everything <laughs> on tiktok some more than others um and some are more obvious than others but um yeah what i would say is start with an organic approach for at least a month and see what kind of results you can get back from that and then you can run what's called a Spark ad. Mm-hmm. So there's a similar thing in Facebook and, Meta and some other platforms as well, but a Spark ad is basically where you boost the post, but you can add a CTA. Yeah. So, um, and you retain all of the comments, likes, engagement and stuff like that, which is obviously So you get the some data. Data and uh, social, social proof for your customers as well. So you can run Spark ads to your DTC site or you can run them to your TikTok shop.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds definitely something worth experimenting with. and. In your experience how i mean you said run it for a month i think we when we were talking earlier we were saying maybe you might have to run things for three four up to six months to to give things a a proper go at these things um you know maybe before you get statistically significant data or, or or whatever depending on the size of your brand but are you seeing response you know people dipping their toe in for. A month at a time really?
1: Uh, so what I mean by a month is run organic content for a month yeah to take lessons from that before you start paying the platform money right. so run organic um, content for a month and work with creators during that period as well and yeah. let them push your brand message out mm-hmm. see how people respond to that mm-hmm. and then start putting money into paid advertising. And, uh,
0: and are, are most of your clients uh, running organic and paid at the same time?
1: Yeah, so most of my clients are running organic and creators together. Mm-hmm. That's to the majority of the work we do. And we see such incredible results from that, that there isn't really a need to run ads. Um, although we are starting to do a bit more of it just because of scaling.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, and what sort of commercial returns are you getting? Um, so what what should listeners expect? for their brands if they're dipping a toe into the TikTok world um, or you know potentially other social but let's focus on TikTok. What what data do you have that you can tell us about?
1: Um, it's a difficult one to kind of put a number on because like we've had products go viral um, and when a product goes viral you'll see insane returns to be honest like 100 to 1 on what you've invested <laughs> but not everything goes viral. Clearly. Yeah so Clearly. um you should always set your expectations with that and of course it's like there's ways to do it that's sustainable that you're kind of always guaranteed to get some kind of yeah. return right and and
0: i suspect most of the people listening to this will be in that sort of a camp
1: yeah um and that's the expectation you should go in with like every single client that i ever speak to any time I, I do anything like this i always say like set your expectations low like you can make money on this 100% um you can make money from it but If something works it really works.
0: Okay so effectively take that as a positive upside if and when it happens. Yep exactly that. But as long as the average that you're achieving is a positive one then people will carry on playing in this pond but if they're just having to invest money without seeing a return I mean historically that's what's happened in brands I've worked with is that they've tried it not got a return and then pulled back out again.
1: Yeah, and, and that still can happen because like you said, like you need time. Like I always recommend a three month minimum uh-huh. and that's our that's our minimum engagement period actually because right. it's typically how long we need to show returns. Sometimes yeah. quicker, sometimes slightly yeah. longer. Um, so that's always my recommendation, but ideally brands would be going for that period that you said of like up to six months. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it right, that should be ample time to see r- results.
0: Okay, and what sort of frequency of posting do you typically have for your clients?
1: Yeah, so not as much, I know a lot of people used to uh, advocate for um, in this space of posting every day. Yeah, I would not recommend that at all. Um, you will suffer content fatigue. Um, depending on the brand, there are some exceptions, um, particularly in fashion, where there's like new outfits and new styles and stuff like that, and they're not really looking for mass virality. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for a kind of consistent flow. But um say you've got a unique product, like say you have a, a supplement brand that's new to the market, it's something people haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Posting every single day is, is not gonna do wonders for your brand. You're better being strategic, I would say posting three to four videos a week of really good content mm-hmm. that you think will do well. Yeah. And you'll see better results from that than trying to get a social team or an agency to bash out seven pieces of content a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes a that makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just gonna annoy your old audience potentially. Yeah. Particularly if you manage to, to focus and target. Is I'm expressing my ignorance here, but is how do you target audiences within TikTok?
1: Oh, do you mean on organic content or through a bit either. Okay. So um, if you're running paid ads, the targeting options are very similar to other advertising platforms. Okay. Um, so there's like audience demographics, location targeting. Um, there's interest targeting, which is probably the most powerful tool I would say. So if you are running TikTok ads, think about interest targeting okay. first and foremost. Um, always run a broad targeting campaign as well because let, let the algorithm mark its magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're doing organic content, the algorithm tends to push stuff by location so if you're an international brand then you want to try and stop that from happening from wherever like you're posting from wherever your account is typically seen from Mm -hmm. so kind of avoid location hashtags if you're in like the uk or a local area or like say the majority of your customer base is in london or whatever you can use location-based hashtags to show it to that audience then again it's interest targeting yeah Um, and
0: does that improve your um i guess the efficacy of of it because you're going to a mourn a narrower target audience.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it definitely can do. Um, obviously, some people are trying to achieve like mass virality for their content Yeah. Um, and they just want as many kind of views as possible, mm-hmm. which is all well and good, but I, I would much rather that I had a piece of content that went to 20,000 of the right people than a million of everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So have you got any anecdotes of, of things that have gone spectacularly well that maybe you didn't expect?
1: Uh, from my personal experience yeah from, yeah um yeah i mean i've got loads i just can't think off the top of my head uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did actually um so this was before we were fully focused on tiktok shop but um we basically had uh, uh it was kind of a toy but it was for adults yeah don't want to talk about the specifics of the brand just in case they don't want me talking about it. But um, basically we had a launch campaign for that brand where we, our job was to create TikTok videos. They yeah. only had a limited run of stock, really unique product. Um, and I wasn't sure how well it would do, but two videos just blew up and they sold out all the pre-order stock. <laughs> they ran out of stock and had to order more and we had to just stop selling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what can happen with TikTok generally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, I guess then, kind of moving on to the final question of this, of this segment, is what's the next emerging trend in your world? So, you know, this is, certainly I've learned stuff from listening to you So um, hopefully the listeners will have done as well, but where are things moving to?
1: So um, I've kind of got three parts that I'd like to focus on, I think it's a wonderful question and it's good to kind of reflect on where things are going. Um, I firmly believe, and I know I'm biased, that social commerce is the future of e-commerce. I think that a majority of this generation will be buying on social platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why Amazon attempted it a, a few years back, and it failed. And I think that's why we're seeing TikTok shop emerge like at this rapid pace that it is. Um, there's brands on there that have millions of orders already. Um, so I think we'll continue to see it as a whole new kind of interactive way of shopping and it actually um it stems from that kind of human interaction that we've always wanted from Mm -hmm. selling Mm -hmm. that we kind of I feel like we lost for a little bit with e-commerce yeah you know what I mean like like shopping on Amazon isn't a person to person interaction not at all not at all whereas we always loved like and we still do going to the car dealership where we end up trusting the salesman. Yeah, I mean, the guy
0: they have gone some of the way there in terms of having those guided video yeah. walks around the yeah. car and stuff where you're actually interacting with a human doing it for you. Yeah. Um, but you probably don't develop a relationship with that yeah. person doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly that. And I think that's why social commerce is moving at such a rapid rate is because is this person-to-person interaction. Like, people that I had a conversation with someone the other day and they basically said, that this TikTok creator was their friend. And I said, but you don't know her? And I, she was like, no, no, it's my friend. And I was like, how is it your friend? And she was like, oh, I comment on her videos every single day. Like I follow her religiously. She's in just outside Glasgow. And um, the girl lives in South Manchester. They've never met before. And she's got hundred thousand followers, but she feels like it's her friend. And this is not an uncommon occurrence, by the way. A lot of people feel like they know creators so well because they live in their daily lives. Yeah. So why wouldn't we want that to be the person that gives us product recommendations? Yeah,
0: well, completely, yeah. I mean, then you're into the whole world of social influences.
1: Yeah, 100%, and it's just a natural evolution, I think. So that's why um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, live streaming and live selling. Is emerging so quite yeah true.
0: we've seen that in China for a number of years though already 100%, and yeah. people have tried it a little bit but not quite worked I've never understood why QVC haven't gone massively big into it into social space to try and make it work but
1: there is one of the shopping channels that's taking over our tech and they're doing really well um, okay uh, I do They they do quite a lot okay on it just now um, and i better one. check
0: whether or not QVC actually do do it but, um, I, don't, I don't think, I don't don't think do. so
1: I don't think they do, I've not seen them anyway um, but yeah you're right Like that it, it's been a trend in China for a long time now we've got a Chinese platform with a lot of funding behind it that have seen how well it works in China and they're like okay so it has
0: the full capability basically already
1: yeah And all the data and how people interact with it, how it works, and they're hitting the ground running in the UK. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust me, as a bit of insider knowledge from my relationship with TikTok, they are pushing hard on live streaming. So, brands should have the capability to be able to do this Mm -hmm. um, and and focus on it over the next couple of years because it's going to be a big deal.
0: Okay. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think how that fits into the mix.
1: Yeah, it's another element, isn't it? <laughs> it is. is it is. And, and, and <laughs> as we've been
0: saying, you know, how do you how do you free up some room in your budget to make sure that you can cover this off as well as delivering your day to day numbers? Um, and at the moment where we've seen certainly you know, now we're in back in the new normal world of uh, Ecom has been declining for most people for the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. rather than increasing. Mm -hmm. Shops are coming back in popularity Mm -hmm. and therefore things are in a little bit of a melting pot. So with then throwing TikTok in particular into that mix and going, okay, so how do we make all of this work together? Um, Which I guess is a challenge for our listeners, which is why we wanted to bring you along to try and give us some insights.
1: That's definitely a challenge. again i know i'm biased but the kind of holistic effect you can see from a really well-rounded tiktok strategy so there's the the direct commercial aspect of Mm -hmm. look at your sales on tiktok shop look at the rapid increase in that but if you get a viral video i'll give you an example so one of the biggest selling products on amazon in february was a product that wasn't running ads on amazon at all and it was TikTok's most viral product. It's a uh, hair growth oil. Okay. Um, it's by a brand called Nature Spell. Uh, the founder's an incredible guy I've met him um, once. Awesome and like super tuned in with social. You, you won't be surprised to hear. So I went viral towards the back half of last year and then we started to see it on all other platforms. And now they have like a kind of multi-channel strategy that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Just focused on TikTok and then they realized, you know, we can sell this everywhere because people are- So, were them. they selling
0: it through TikTok shop and then listed it on Amazon? Yeah, or? exactly That's. So no.
1: they didn't even, when they when they first sold on TikTok shop, I, I don't believe they had an e-commerce site, an Amazon listing, nothing. They were wow. just selling on TikTok shop. I, I'm pretty sure that's accurate, by the way. Um, and now they have like all channels, yeah. and the brand's flying. Um, I think it's done some insane numbers.
0: Which as a startup mentality is is great, because you're not, as you said, it's a cheap route to market. Mm-hmm. You're not spending the money to set up a, a website, albeit you know Shopify websites are not expensive mm-hmm. to set up. But you know, even trying to get to the right level of Amazon engagement is is expensive. Um, but actually, going from TikTok back the other way is interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a super fascinating time. You've heard the um, phrase TikTok made me buy it. Yeah, so it's appearing everywhere, I've seen it in retail stores I've seen it in boots with a stand, seeing TikTok made me buy it and then all these TikTok viral products I've seen a section on Amazon about it although I think they're not doing that anymore <laughs> so it's the realised TikTok strategy yeah
0: wow, yeah. ok um, and just in terms of the the data that you can get out of TikTok mm. what, how, what sort of granularity can you actually get
1: in terms of
0: uh, in terms of because you're selling direct to the customer uh, you actually get the customer data uh, um and do you get any information from TikTok in terms of this customer spends so many hours on on tick generally and um, do you get any sort of demographic data out of them at all
1: not to my knowledge not that not we get anyway we get
0: because typically in facebook you can get some demographic yeah data stuff
1: out i mean i mean there there is when you're running ad campaigns there is some data but i must say like the attribution with tiktok um it, it just isn't at the same level as other platforms mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. mature platforms yeah so it's something that they're working on and i've seen improvements from when i started to now mm-hmm. but i must admit that is as a flaw and it's something that you need to realize going into it and um, even like sales attribution is wrong sometimes. Yeah. From ad campaigns, like really wrong. I know it's wrong with other platforms as well. Um, but I don't. Yeah,
0: which is why you have to pay attention to the detail to make sure that it, yeah. it comes out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So, if there's one thing people should take from from this conversation, what would it be?
1: Oh, easy. Less than TikTok shop and start making content.
0: <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Ben.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mark.
0: Well, hopefully our listeners have found that interesting and have taken something that they can apply themselves from it. And we look forward to talking to you on the next one. Many thanks.